Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome back to the third season of the Bridge Stories podcast. We are your hosts, Bianca and Nick, both from the class of 2021 at UWC in Mostar. Every Saturday, we'll cover a current global issue from our guests' personal lens. Thank you for being here. We really hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bridge of Stories podcast. Uh, on today's episode, we have a new guest. If you could introduce yourself with your name, your age, and where you're from. Uh, hi, my name is Daniel Tanui. I'm 17 years old. I'm from Kenya. Thank you so much for coming. Um, could you please give, please give a uh, brief overview of the political issue we're going to be talking about today? Today, we're going to be talking about the proposal of the East African Federation. It was proposed in the 1960s with four countries, namely Kenya, Tanganyika, Zanzibar, which are present-day Tanzania, Tanganyika and Zanzibar joined to become one, and Uganda. Uh, basically, they tried to become one nation and become independent that way because we're all British colonies instead of getting independence individually. But instead, what happened was Kenya kind of strayed away from the objective of becoming independent together, and the whole plan kind of fell apart for a bit and was only, in, was only explored a few decades later. Thank you very much. Um, could you tell us some facts and figures about the Federation? Um, yes, I could. It consists of six countries, as I previously stated. Uh, it's 2.5 square, kilom- square kilometers. So it, it would make the East African Federation the biggest country in Africa and the 10th largest in the world, with a population of about 180 million, which is comparable to Russia or Japan, and is roughly half the population of the US. And it would make the East African Federation the second most populous country in Africa after Nigeria. Um, and so, what, ha- what from your point of view, from Kenya's point of view, what is Kenya's position on this matter right now? Um, Kenya's p- specific position, I would say, is quite neutral because, of course, there'd be benefits with creating a borderless six-country state. But, of course, with ethnic issues as well as um, tribalism and a lot of other problems that would come up with mixing six quite different but quite similar countries together. It would be a whole mess without a proper constitution in place and a feasible plan. Uh, could you give some background on the East African uh, Union? There's something called the East African um, Community. Could you explain uh, a little bit more about The East about African this? Community. Yeah. Uh, East African Community was a um, community formed in 2000, which is a precursor, as many would call it, to the uh, East African Federation. It was. It consists of six countries, namely Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, Burundi, Rwanda, and I can't remember the last one right now. Okay. Uh, but basically, they formed the headquarters in Arusha. And some of the things the East African community has done since being formed was it held the trials for the Rwandan genocide. It aided South Sudan, or oh, South Sudan is a sixth country, in splitting up from Sudan. And it just for it became a community where they centralized um, trading and redu- and removed all tariffs and restrictions on trade, and also started drafting a constitution for a possible East African Federation in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and how have the international reactions been to this? Maybe from um, Western nations or even from other African nations? Has this maybe been discussed in the African Union or in other IGOs? Um, as far as I know, there have been discussions in com- and East African Federation has been compared to West Africa. And as you may know, West Africa is a majority French colonized region. So many argue that with West Africa, it would be much simpler to form a union because they all have the centralized language. And as the East African, Uni- East African Federation would have three official languages, namely English, Swahili and French. And that would cause a bit of a divide because those Rwanda, Burundi and 
Rwanda and Burundi colonized by the French and then us by the British, the rest by the British. So that would cause a bit of a divide and confusion in terms of that fluidity mm-hmm. among the, all six nations. But as far as that, I think those are all the conversations we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do the other uh, six, other five nations think, like Tanzania and Rwanda? Are they all on the same page as Kenya? Of like, this would be nice to have, but like, getting there is difficult? Or do you think some of them are more optimistic than others? Um, I think some are optimistic, more optimistic than others because of the fact that it affects different countries differently. Like in Kenya's case, Kenya's like the leading economy in East Africa. So my view as a Kenyan would say would have the most to lose from this. And if you ask someone from Burundi, which is a nation that's been crippled by poverty, sadly, over the recent years, so joining, becoming a, a new state would perhaps have more benefits for them. And also, we also there are also religious religious factors that have to be considered because the whole six-state region is majority Christian, but there's a very big minority Muslim presence, especially in Tanzania. So the, if you ask the Muslims there, they might not be very happy with forming such a big union of Christians and it might also create a divide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in your personal opinion, you kind of touched upon you being a Kenyan and how this would impact you, but has is there a specific impact that this federation would bring you or your family? Um, uh, business-wise, with my father works at the Kenyan port and he works with um, shipping and like, trading. Uh, Mombasa, which is where I was born in my home city, is the main port of East Africa. And with the East African Federation being formed, they plan to have the main port of like exports come in from there so in my, in my dad's line of work that would be heavily beneficial because he would, mm-hmm. we wouldn't just be trading with Kenya alone but like five other countries mm-hmm. with basically no restrictions Makes sense. Mm-hmm. and uh, how has COVID uh, impacted this because I, I heard that there was a plan to create a constitution but uh, COVID's impacted that could you dive a little bit more into that um yeah the constitution was planned I think in the year 2018 if I'm correct I'll have to check that but I think it's kind of on hold right now because all f- six nations are working with COVID relief right now. And a lot, of in- a lot of industries were really crippled by the COVID-19 outbreak, such as like tourism, which is really big in Masai Mara and Kenya and the Serengeti in Tanzania. So that also affect- negatively affected a lot of the economies that dependent on foreign trade. So as of now, I'd, I'd say these six nations have a bit of a bigger problem to deal with than drafting a constitution. Mm-hmm. And we keep talking about, uh, we keep uh, coming back to the fact that the, there has to be a constitution to be made. Do you think there's other crucial first steps that there have to, that have to happen before we can even consider a, a union between these countries? Um, before the constitution, I'd say like we'd have to come up with a feasible plan for the distribution of power because I think all six nations are democracies, but it's tr- it's simply trickier than that. Like you have Uganda, which acts as a democracy but has had the same person in power for like thirty three years. I don't think he's a person willing to give up power. So in situations like that, it's going to be problematic. And Rwanda has something similar, having the same president since the genocide. So in these two nations, there's a very, there's a very bad power distribution. And giving up power and forming a union might be problematic. And things will just have to come together better, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your personal opinion, what would be the more uh, real, the most realistic way that a constitution would be formed, assuming that uh, this, everyone comes together? Um, do you think it'll be more of a federalized state system or more unitized? I think for the sake of peace, it has to be a state system because um, all Africa in general has a very ethnic, ethnically divided problem. Like, and this is can be linked back to the climactic zones. Africa is longer than it is wide, and that creates a variety of climatic zones. It's about 13. 
and with climatic zones come cultures so like obviously if you're born in the coast your culture revolves around the sea fish the trees that grow there and like if you're from the savannah grassland it's completely different and if you're from the highlands completely different so all this has created a lot of ethnicities numerous ethnicities all over Af- all over the all over the continent especially east africa with kenya having 47 ethnic groups tanzania having even more all this plays a part in elections and if you look at kenya specifically because that's where i'm familiar with all three we've had four presidents and three of them have all been from one ethnic group the kikuyu and one has been from a different one so voting works with ethnicity so like having a centralized system with one president would just simply not work it would just be the countries voting for the person from their country and that's gonna be simply with population whatever country has the biggest population mm-hmm. will always be in power so i'd say having a state system with six figures who represent the state uh, their own country or region would would work way better than having a centralized system with one president in power. Okay, thank you so much. And so, kind of in the near future, do you see any developments happening, or is it still you know having to confront COVID and you know the current problems at hand before anything else? Um, after COVID, I'd say if there are no natural disasters or anything in the, <laughs> I'm just saying if there no if there's nothing that's unseen in the near future, I'd say that a constitution could be planned in maybe five six years. Because the meetings have been happening, I think, annually in Arusha, where the headquarters of the EAC is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming. Do no you? problem. My pleasure. Thank you.